everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 307. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo. <laughs> Words. I'm Ichigo, subbing in for Mako-chan. Words, grammar, Words. punctuation. It's that it's that con crunch, y'all. I can't talk when con crunch is on. I'm really happy though. I've made a lot of progress. So Well, that's a good thing. And I do like to apologize for the dead air and the slight replaying of Hikari from Kingdom Hearts when it decided to crash while running the stream. So thankfully it, it was quite minimal. Winamp is ready to party this weekend. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Radionomy to put out the latest build of Winamp. It's been like almost three years. They're saying that they have to go through the code and pull out all the original connections with AOL and all of that. And I'm just like, well, go with the friggin' source code. Rebuild that shit. I mean, go back to ver- to the latest best build from version... Burn it to the ground. No, no. And start again. No, I'm kidding. No. They need to go back to the source code around version 2.6 before uh, AOL. When it suck? Yeah. Actually, the only time when it really sucked was when it was version 3. Oh, that was mm. horrible. That was horrible. Everybody rolled back to 2.6 or whatever the latest build was. They need to go to that and build on top of that and go from there. Because I do have other backup software if need be to run the stream, but I don't feel like having to retrain myself to go through that shit so I can know how to do it. Christ's sake. And as Rayjanger says in our chat room at live.vocnetwork.com, too bad this is an episode um, 1,337 leet. I get it. <laughs> shit. Do you know how many years we'd have to be on the air before we even hit that? At least 20? Mm, I don't know. I mean... If it took us almost 10 years to hit 305 episodes, including... Hang on, my, my mark was way off. It's like yeah. 52 episodes a year, so... No, no, no. You have to understand. Remember, we the episodes were coming out straggling. Then we went to bi-monthly, and then we went weekly. We've been going weekly for like the last two years, which pushed our numbers up. So... We're on pace to be doing this daily at this rate. <laughs> we would have to be doing this for at least another eight years before we hit episode leet. Wow. Yeah. I think Oolara hit there. We'll hit episode leet round. They're on episode six. They pat. They hit. They're close to episode seven hundred. So it would take them maybe six years, seven tops, give or take. Yeah, Dark Tetsuya says OLR will hit 700 this year. They've been at it for 15, so almost double that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think, actually, out of all the shows on the Vogue Network, I, Critical Myth, they will hit it before any of us will. Remember, they go three times a week. That's 150 episodes a year. Oof, that's a lot. They just dropped episode 799. 
it will take them two and a half years to hit episode lead. Hmm. And if they don't do anything special for that, I'm going to be angry about it. They're going to be so mu- there's going to be so much edge. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we are live tonight, week of April 25th, 2017, here on the Vogue Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We're replaced Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash Vogue Network. Um, if you head on over there, there's some ba- basic information about the VOG network, and there is an IRC link. If you click on that, you can go ahead and earn some VOG points. And let me see, are we live? And before anyone mentions it, VOG check-ins are now live, so go ahead and check into the show and earn some awesome VOG points. If you're not listening live, some, when we re-air this episode on our syndication feed, which is not the Encore presentation Thursday. The syndication feed that's available through Google Play, iTunes, and where else you download your podcast. There will be a phrase somewhere in there. You hear that phrase, head on over to vognetwork.com, punch the phrase in, and earn your points that way. Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's go around the room. How was your week? How was your day? We're going to kick it off with Ari. <coughs> well, the... The reason I wasn't here last week was because I was catching the replay of the riff tracks of of Samurai Cop. Mm, how was that? It was good. It was really funny, and and in the little uh, you know short they did before the film, it's rare that they get the joke of the night like out in, like the first five minutes or so. But basically, it was like it was like an old film strip about teaching kids manners. <clears throat> And and this this little like cartoon character called Chalky like described the kid. He goes, yesterday when you came to like they came to the schoolyard and then I think it was Kevin or Bill who chimed in. You denied the Holocaust, and the entire theater was rolling. <laughs> so yeah, like my friend and I who saw it because he had off that week. That's we good. had our own. Huh? I said that's good. I uh, we had our own little round of uh, in jokes going between us because one of the bad guys kind of looked like me. It was disturbing. So it's evil Ari. <laughs> I, I I even like lean over and go, is it just me or does that guy look like me? And he just like you know did like you know that stifling laughter thing. Later on, he'll tell me, I was thinking it, but then you said it. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, what else did I do today? Well, I'm still getting ready for Zenkai Con. Oh, I'll end up going me. directly after work. Oh, there's that. Uh, oh, and I was at the hospital most of the day today. You okay, man? Yeah, I was had like, episode of, like, weird chest pains for whatever the hell reason. Uh... I went, you know, went to the hospital right after work, and they couldn't figure out anything wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not like, there's not like something charts like, okay, this is like very unhealthy for him. Like, it's like all my readings and like numbers or whatever were fine, and they're just like, uh, fuck. Well, because I, 
Honestly, half the time I feel like my heart's just gonna fucking self-destruct at any second. But, <clears throat> I, they gave me a, a cardiologist to go to, so hopefully it'll be, it'll turn out to be something legit, because I really don't like when my fucking head, you know, does this to me. I don't, like, I don't want it to be, like, something serious, but at the same time, I don't want it to be, you know, it's all in your head sort of shit. Maybe it's just stress. Uh, that was one of the things I sur they, uh, surmised, but couldn't give me a straight answer on it. No, because I remember after a couple of things happened to me around this time last year, I was waking up during the middle of the night with some with some heart palpitations, like heartburn. Uh-huh. I just think it was the stress and the fallout of the things that were going on and trying to deal with it, so... Yeah, that's a th that was an even weirder thing. I couldn't tell if it was heartburn or just me being hungry or an actual legitimate medical problem, which which really is just adding to the stress. That's, I, I just think it's stress. I look at it this way. Maybe there's something going on that you think, oh, I got all of this out in control, but in the back of your mind, something is lingering and kind of triggered it. And you, and you probably spent most of the freaking day um, thinking about it, trying to figure out what the hell it was, you know? Oh, I, I, no, sometimes I feel like just one, care, one careless spark will make this whole thing go up like a fucking tire fire. Shit. I'm, I, I'm at the, I think everybody on this show, including Seth, is at zero fucks given mode. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, sorry to uh, kill the mood right off the bat. Oh, please, no. Nah, dude, come on. We, we all have rough days, and we're here to help. look out for each other. Come on now. Yeah. All right. Let me get this fucking wristband off. Hospital. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. Okay. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, uh, it's going okay. Um, I've almost got my... <laughs> I'm usually much better about this. Ichigo? But I've almost got my costume finished for Zenkai Con. Ichigo. Um... Ichigo. Mm -hmm. Words. Grammar. Sentences. Punctuation. Words. Grammar, sentences, punctuation. Um, and I'm sorry that you don't feel well, Ari. I know that stress a lot of the time can cause stuff, but, you know, this weekend we'll have a relaxing time. It'll be awesome um, and everything like that. I'm really excited so. for Thursday because I've never been to Tom and Chi, but I've always wanted to go Shark Tank. Heh. Um, the hype is real. We, um, we just kind of found it on accident. Yeah. And... No, and that's like the greatest thing, too. Because we were actually going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I think Meh. Mako. I just look over. I look over like, yeah. wait, what's this topic? Like, grilled cheese and tomato soup, and we so just kind of look at it. It was so and good. We just kind of look at each other like, this is an actual thing. Yes, yes, it is. Okay then. <laughs> I'm so excited, but yeah. So this weekend, if you guys are coming out to Zenkai Con, um, I know I'll be there. Ha ha ha. Um. I am just getting ready and amping myself up, basically, because this weekend I'm going to be doing my first stint as a masquerade judge at Zenkai Con. So I'm super excited and super nervous, but also looking forward to all the really awesome work and really awesome skits that I hope to see this weekend. Um, so it, overall, um, I'm not really going to be doing too many things um, this weekend. I'm going to be doing a lot of school uniforms, mostly, because... You know, relax con is relax 
practicing, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And then um, just a bunch of frilly stuff. So a bunch of Lolita and goth stuff, which is normal clothing for me. Um, but yeah, so overall, I'm just ramping up for this weekend, getting really excited and hoping to do all the things. See, you just gave me a crazy idea, and I'm going to message the, the, the cosplay head about this. I know this ain't going to happen, but it'd just be funny if it does. Right before, right before the opening of the masquerade, you, you hear, like, the Catholic math, ma mass music playing. Uh-huh. I come out as Gardevel, you know, swinging the thing back and forth, walking over to the judges and giving them last rites. Uh. <laughs> and then walking right off the stage. No, I mean, like, that's the downside is that most of the time, if, like, those kind of ideas, they are a lot of fun mm -hmm. to maybe institute. But a lot of times, they've already got everything planned out to oh, the letter oh, I know. Like months before. Oh, I know, I know. That's just something I, I, I just came up at the last minute. Or, you know, yeah. what I would like to do for a con, come out as Gardabelle, and just give the opening ceremonies like a southern preacher. Something like that. Oh, my goodness. Come hey, on, Are you going to think where you touch people in the forehead and they just collapse like, you know, like unstrung uh, marionettes? Something like that, you know, get the unbelievers up front, to, you know, <laughs> tell them, give them the word, the good word of anime, you know, the good book, you know, instead of just saying I, the holy. I got thrown out of a church because of something like that. <laughs> instead of they actually have um, Uncle Yo doing announcements this year. I know. Oh, of course. Instead, and instead of just saying the holy Bible, say the good book of anime. Oh, that's funny. That's and, a good and, one. And that's... I ran an Evangelion DVD case. Uh... Yeah, well, I will. I will say this. I will do my. I will do my shtick, and at the end, I'll push up my glasses and say, "And furthermore, Sword Art Online is trash." Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Be, what? What? <laughs> and as Raginator says, Catholic math. Well, that'll explain how Catholics think the Earth is six thousand years old instead of four billion plus. Wow, that, wow. <sighs> but yeah, so that's basically my weekend day. It's basically just been getting ready for this upcoming convention. And getting ready to hang out with a bunch of my friends that I haven't seen in both years and months. I have a few friends that I'm going to go visit after the con. Um, so I'm just overall excited to kind of do everything. And let me just follow <laughs> up and just say, the views and opinions expressed on any program are those of the producers and of the persons appearing on the program. And do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Anime Jam Session, Vogue Network, Affiliated Podcasts, Family, Friends, first and second cousins and it's just for fun yes so don't get offended about it pull your panties out of your butthole thanks calm your calm your anime titties okay okay so there's a whole now, phrase now now, now Zovin, take it back contains the calamity that is your mammaries exactly <laughs> so there's like arrest your breast calm the calamity that is your mammaries um Oh, gosh. I'm going to remember all of them before this weekend, and I'll go through. There's, like, a whole literal yes. saying and, for all of the phrases. And there's up, and there was one that was recently updated. It's called uh, Yaya Your Hans. Yeah. 
Yeah, you mean Han singular? Whatever. But yeah. Well, Ranma, how was your weekend day? I want you to know, on my bed right now is a sm is a layout of clothing, because I have so many clothes hanging up from the massive wash I recently did. And what was in what's interesting is that maybe about a year, year and a half ago, I bought a box of wire hangers, which turned out to be a lot cheaper than buying them for five cents a pop at the dry cleaners. And Ichigo, you remember this because I asked you if you needed some because I was going to ship you like, like 50 of them. Yeah, and I ended up actually just using a bunch of them for prop making because hanger wire hangers is just really, really good wire. Like the, the, the gauge of wire is just really good for making detachable props, cat ears, cattails, all that stuff. True, true. Wire hangers, friends. So I have stuff laying out on my bed, and right after the show tonight, I'm going to check the clothes that are hanging up. And I'm going to rotate them out, fold them away, put them aside for packing this week so I can hang, so I can hang up the rest. I went out and bought a brand, another tripod. Something smaller for about two feet because when you buy like camera or camcorder accessories sometimes, they throw in like these little free, cheap little tripods. I put it on my camcorder at Anime Matsuri and the thing broke. Oops. I had a feeling it was too heavy for it, but I was like, hmm. So, yeah. So, I went out and got another one. I tried to pick up another memory card, because I, I can't find the 64 gig one. I have two. One, I think one is kind of lost somewhere in my bag. But I will be bringing my one terabyte drive this weekend, so every night I'll be dumping photos to my, to my Surface 3 which is fully working. We will have a Skype line tonight, hopefully. Um, other than that, I've just been throwing stuff out, reorganizing, and trying to... Um, I'm going to find a place for all my empty boxes from stuff that I put on display. Kind of throw them in the back corner of my storage closet, you know, the usual shiz. And I'm still trodling my way through Ocarina of Time, and I keep thinking in the back of my mind, this is really a shit game, but I gotta play through it to say that I have. Eh, what can I say? I'm not a real big fan of the 3D Zeldas, except for Breath of the Wild. Only because you control Link with, with both sticks, and he can jump. And I'm not talking special items where he can jump. They actually assigned a button for him to jump. Like Zelda 2. Yes. I can't believe it took them this long to do that. All right, all right, all right. We're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we got some interesting news. We got some homages to pay. In other words, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, pay some bills. And by pay some bills, I mean we're going to go recharge because all of us have like a long day ahead of, a long week ahead of us before we can get kicked back, relax, and party. Mm -hmm. And this, Woo! and the break. I'm throwing it back to one of my favorite animes. I think we all heard of this one. If you haven't heard of this, you should go find it. And on that note, wait, adjust that. We'll be back.
I love going old school like that. All right. Let's go ahead and get back on track here with some, some important news that we got here. Um, I will go ahead and open it up. This is some news that came across my feed like a couple of days ago. And I we do bring we do talk about this from time to time, but it ain't easy. For those of you who don't know, uh, Ed Blaylock, the voice of King Bradley the Fuhrer from Full Metal Alchemist, passed away at the age of 64. He was also a Dallas, Texas-based uh, radio station personality over at WRR 101. He was King Bradley in both FMA series. Um, he was also he also played the voice of Fr- he also played the character Fritz Lang in the movie The Conqueror Shambhala. He also d- voiced Sengoku in One Piece, director and Barakamon, and Sebastian in Overlord. He also did minor roles in a variety of other titles, such as Attack on Titan, Tokyo Ghoul, Blood Blockade Battlefront, Dragon Ball, Toriko, Fairy Tale, Gunslinger Girl, Case Closed, better known as Detective Conan, Bakano, A Certain Magical Index 2. He was also the weekday announcer for WRR 101, and he worked at the station for more than 10 years. He appeared on local stage plays in Dallas and acted in the Living History program where he played the real-life historical figures in period costumes to give talks to young children. I think that's kind of cool. He was also a boom operator for sound recordings of films shot in the U.S. and Europe. So I guess long live the king? Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Okay. Ari, um... Bring up the next one because I, I I don't understand why they would want to do this. I I I I, I don't. <clears throat> okay, uh, Castlevania show shows Adi Shankar says he would quote love to do an R-rated Mega Man film. Mm. Oh boy. Producer producer Adi Shankar is currently working on the upcoming Castlevania animated series for Netflix, but he also been recently discussing other video game adaptations he'd like to make. Shankar said in an interview with gaming website WWG on April 10th, he would love to do an R-rated live-action film based on the Mega Man franchise. (sighs) The producer also stated he would like to tackle an anime version of the Contra franchise with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Sylvester Stallone voicing the main characters and playing on the sci-fi elements found in the international versions of the game. That is to say, the versions that were sent to Europe and elsewhere that were censored. Uh, he also expressed an interest in the Metal Gear franchise, but added, I hope Metal Gear never transitions into a live-action project. The suits would lobotomize the character for the sake of mindless consumerism. In a separate interview with Polygon in February, Shankar said his next project after Castlevania would be on an animated R-rated reimagining of the first season of Power Rangers. Oh my god, this article is getting worse and worse. Uh, Shankar said he is working on a script and looking to launch the project within the next 18 months. He produced a 14-minute short film based on Power Rangers with director Joseph Kahn in 2015 as part of his bootleg universe series, although it was temporarily pulled from streaming due to a copyright claim from Saban. I saw that that shit was fucking dirty. The Power Slash Rangers one? Yes, that thing was fucking dirty. I'm talking... Zack doing drugs? Yeah. 
I'm also fr fairly certain I was supposed to be a parody. A parody of the, uh, the quote-unquote need to make everything, you know, R-rated and grim, dark, and stupid mm. shit like that. I mean, I don't mind Power Rangers being a little bit more dark, but nothing like that. Yeah, in Space was plenty dark. See, that's right about the time I kind of And RPM. My main issue with RPM is how they turned it out. Because I'm still a fan of Go Onger. Go Onger is supposed to be campy as fuck until the last five episodes when shit gets real. And I ain't talking real dark like RPM, but, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I... <sighs> and to be honest with you, I've seen Mega Man fan films that would probably be better than the schlock. I've actually, there is a Mega Man fan film that was filmed here in New York City I watched a few years ago. It was actually pretty good. Now, awesome. when I first heard about this, I'll say the same thing I said on my friend's Facebook. I can kind of see a Mega Man X as an R-rated yeah, film. Yeah, definitely Mega Man X. Yes, that I can see. But regular Mega Man? Uh, no. It's too, it's too much like Astro Boy. Like, you couldn't really make Astro Boy R-rated because it, it's it's just so childlike that making it R-rated would be a little bit vile. Mm. Yep. Also, wasn't Mega Man partially inspired by Astro Boy? Yeah, yeah, I no, he was. So. He was yeah. definitely inspired by Astro Boy. Like, most mech anime that include, like, little cyborg people has some sort of... of Connection kind of, to uh, mm -hmm. yeah that. roots roots in in Astro Boy, um, or in any of the the mobile or mecha style anime from that time, um, yeah it 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 just sounds like they're trying to cash into this whole like cyborg robotic sci-fi thing, um, especially with Ghosts in the Shell just having come out like I, I no good things can come from this. Well. Oh, I think we have a choice. I think it's like, all right, here's a choice. You want a a bloody, gritty, R-rated version of Mega Man, or do you want, or do we have to go back to the Ruby Spears cartoon? Now, what, now what's interesting is that before we had that Ruby Spears cartoon, they put out a trailer for the original Mega Man, how it was supposed to be, and it looked just like the Mega Man from the cut screens we saw. From the game, from Mega Man Eight for PlayStation and Saturn. Why did we not get that? That would have been awesome. The dub, the dubbing for the Mega Man Eight cutscenes was god awful. I don't even remember the, the dubbing for the cutscenes. Basically, they gave Professor White a big, <clears throat> big Elma Fudd style of talking, where he hit, where he turns his odds into W's. Now, did Eight come out around the same time as the cartoon? Eight came out in like nineteen ninety seven. The right. cartoon was like, like I think ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, because it covered uh, Mega Man's one through four and five, I think. Yeah. It touched into Mega Man X as well at one point. Okay, because I'm just saying they could have gotten those voice actors because Ian Courtlet was a really good Mega Man. I mean, I liked him as Goku and I liked him as Doctor Tofu. I thought was, I thought his Mega Man was really good. So because it was his Goku voice. Mm, yeah. No, really, it, that's what it was. Oh, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It, see, it's his. See, his Mega Man voice is more like a cross between Goku and Doctor Tofu. When he, when, whenever you hear Mega Man get excited or whatever, it kind of pulled more from that. So. 
Now I've got your power. <laughs> I think one of my friends actually uses that as part as part of a remix track that he does. Oh God. Ah, it ain't that bad. I mean, come on. <laughs> I suppose it could be worse. It could be. Yeah. The evolution. Speaking of, yeah, the new Mega Man cartoon coming out next year. That's that's all you need to know. Okay, so can we get away from the uh, bad stuff about Mega Man? Yes. Yes, we can. Sure. We'll talk about some yummy, yummy food, if you guys want, that's Yu Yu Hakusho mm-hmm. themed. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are into our beloved spirit gun detective, sir, named Yu Yu Hakusho, he's honored with themed food and drinks at an Ikebukuro Cafe. This year marks the 25th anniversary for Yu Yu Hakusho anime, and fans of the classic shonen action are taking the opportunity to indulge in some nostalgia. Anime Plaza, a cafe in Ikibukuro, Tokyo, that specializes in anime collaborations, is taking aim at this crowd with this latest theme, which gives fans the chance to have a relaxing lunch that also reminds them of a favorite character of yesteryear. Oh god, yesteryear. Oh, I'm so old. Okay. Yusuke gets a beef and green onion bowl, which in Japanese, donon, sounds like an explosion, like one of the, uh, like, ammo of his spirit gun. Mm-hmm. Um, Kuwabara gets omurice, or omrice is what they're calling it, but it's omurice. Mm-hmm. Get it right. Um, an omelet with rice and butter chicken curry on a plate reading Yakuna, uh, Yukina Heart Life, which that, is adorable. I'm looked- sorry, I lost it. That Word. looks so good. So cute. Oh, my God. They're, like, favorite couple in that. I ship it. Ship it mm. via UPS, FedEx, all that. So cute. EA gets a curry, too, but a fearsome black one modeled after his dragon of the darkness flame. And it has a little piece of nori cut out in the shape of a dragon on top. So cute. Mm. Kurama, naturally, gets a classy dish themed after his rose motif. Rose Genevieve's pasta, complete with salmon slices as a rose garnish. On the dessert menu, which is probably my favorite, <laughs> Yukina's crystal tears are honored with a frozen candy parfait. And I've Karama... heard about your tears being delicious, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, Karama <laughs> fans might prefer this cake inspired by his rose whip thorn wheel. Try saying that five times fast. What has drawn the most attention so far, though, are these two parfaits inspired by Togoro. The one on the left is 80% chocolate, but the one on the right is 100% chocolate. And only 10, like limited edition, so only 10 are available each day. But cafes are for drinking, right? Anime Plaza has you covered with a melon soda, a blue Hawaiian ramune soda, a cafe latte, and a strawberry blue Hawaiian pink grapefruit soda. And a blueberry Coke. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Rose whipped tea, both hot and iced, blood orange juice, and regular orange juice. The cafe also sells exclusive goods, like badges, keychains, things of that nature. And um, it's basically limited time. Um, You also get coasters and placemats for free with your visit. Um, And if you spend more than like $27 US or 3,000 yen, you can enter a lottery for character panels. Unfortunately, the access to the cafe is restricted to those who first create an account with Adores, 
um, in Japanese only and then make a reservation, which can be rejected. So it's really, really limited, apparently. Mm. Um, the cafe is only going to be from April 28th to July 2nd, but reservations must be made at least 10 days in advance. Um, however, no reservations are needed if you just want to go and buy the collectible merchandise. Um, but yeah, so it's celebrating its 25th anniversary and it's super exciting. So if you're in Japan, go ahead and check it out. I'm still hoping we get a brand new Yu Yu Hakusho to, uh, anime. I I'm kind of hoping for it. I actually enjoyed it. It was it was like the you know it it, it is of course a, a show of yesteryear, so it has those old school shonen feels. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Um. Now that we got that out the way. Um. Ari, you want to take the next one since it is your fandom? Okay. <clears throat> you can pretend you're a Pokemon master with Pokeballs on your belt. Any child in the 90s and many to this day probably have visions of wandering around with Pokeballs strapped to their belt, ready to face off any challenger by releasing their most trusted Pokemon dramatically from one of them. Yuna can indulge these dreams thanks to Premium Bondi with different variations of varieties of Pokeball, too. The first set, which is available in August, Promotes the upcoming film Pokemon the Movie, I Choose You, because of course it's going to. It includes a the Pokeball <clears throat> Ash keeps Pikachu in, as well as a Premier Ball, with which was chosen by a fan survey. <clears throat> a set of 10 Pokeballs costs 5,400 yen, or 49.50, although there's only six different varieties. Um, regular Pokeball, Great, Master, and Ultra Ball. The second set gives you more options. Available in September includes Standard Pokeball, Great Ball, Ultra Ball, Master Ball, and that's a Quick Ball, Dust Ball, Timer Ball, Heal Ball, Dive Ball, Luxury Ball, and Premier Ball. The complete set is about 7,000 yen or 64 bucks. Each case, each ball contains 10 mint tablets, so if you're worried about embarrassment, you can always just say, hey, they're mint cases to keep your breath fresh. Just be careful if you choose to throw your balls around, phrasing. Oh. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Both sets of Pokemon are available in Premium Bandai. <clears throat> Alternately, you could choose to get these subdermal implants and Pokeball tattoos on your arm to stimulate the experience. Hold, hold on, what? Oh, subdermal implants. Oh, God. Yeah, they've hmm. got, like, they've got these new implants. Yeah, they your... stick lumps into your skin to make it, you know, ugh. That's creepy. Yeah. Also... Pokemon the movie I Choose You premieres on July 15th. It'll be a retelling of the first episode of the anime with some changes. I... Or, if you're from, like, a kid from the 90s when they actually put out Pokeballs with, like, the collector stuff from, like, the meals, you probably still Burger have King. them somewhere. Yeah, well, there was the Burger King version, there was the KFC version, if I remember Wait, correctly, KFC because I remember like a Dratini plushie that I got from mm. there. And oh, yeah. That probably sounds cute. So cute. I just know that the um the Burger King ones are the one that are, are the most coveted ones out there. Cause was that shit like gold plated or some shit like that? They it looked had, gold. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so it was the Pokeball, and then inside they had Pokemon cards that were gold plated. Okay. And that was that was what the that was the draw. And the nice thing was that the Pokeballs that were made for Burger King actually had a hinge on the back. Oh God. Okay. Sorry, I'm not a geek um, or anything. 
Um, but like they had a hinge on the back. So when you pressed the front button, they actually opened versus the ones from KFC, which I think were just like the capsule toys where they just mm -hmm. popped apart. But yeah. Alrighty then. So now moving on from Pokeballs to TV shows. <laughs> Good news! If Pokemon um, Sun and Moon is coming to Disney XD, and brand new episodes of the dub starts May. Let's see. When does it say here? May twelfth. Twelfth. Yes. Back in December, they did air two episodes as a special. But on the 12th, you'll be seeing the episodes in its regular time slot at 9 p.m. On May 12th, they will run two episodes, followed by a third episode on, at May 13th at 9 a.m. Then it'll go on a weekly schedule of new episodes Saturday morning at 9 a.m. What Disney XD did back in December, they did pre pre preview the first two episodes along with the debut of Pokemon the Movie, Volcanion, and the Mechanical Marvel. The prior series, Pokemon X, Y, and Z, was on Cartoon Network back in February of last year. And it seems that Disney XD now has the rights to the 19 prior seasons of the Pokemon anime, as well as the 15 movies as part of a multi-year distribution deal. Currently, wow. the, yeah, currently the Pokemon anime runs on Disney XD in Europe. The anime series premiered on TV Tokyo and its affiliate stations in Japan back in November. Okay, this 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 season is slightly different. In the anime, Ash, or better known in Japan, Satoshi, goes to school with friends in the series. He Ash also learns new Z moves and battles in the anime, just as the players would use them in the new games Sun and Moon. And also, you'll see the brand new the brand new Pokemons. Which reminds me, it seems like lately, whenever somebody brings up Pokemon, they reference to Satoshi Tajiri, and people are saying that he has autism, and he's giving uh, everybody, you know, those who are autistic, a chance in the world and stuff. And I'm like, um, I don't think this has been proven because neither confirmed nor denied exactly because every article that i see about this has the same exact paragraph saying that he has said in, a, in an interview that he is autistic nintendo has not confirmed nor denied it there's no solid link to said article where he said this so i'm like look i'm not trying to rain on your parade but if this is true, there should be some type of link to it. And if it is true, let him straight up say it, you know? Don't put words in his mouth. But, you know. <sighs> well, hell, if Disney has it, maybe they'll remaster everything. I want you to think about something. The last time... Disney did a remaster. Yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, 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 so, uh. if you want to see the first season of Pokemon redone, 
in the style of Bat of Batman sixty six. I'm talking about the T V series. Be my guest. Might be on par with the four kids dubbing and censorship. At least the Disney allows more penises. No, I'm kidding. Oh. And it looks like we just had a net split in the chat room. And what a net split basically means is that the server that everybody's connected to went offline and everybody else connected to that server is kicked off. When the oh, ser- that sucks. Yeah, when the server comes back up, everybody will more or less be back. I think out of everybody, there's like, there is seven people in the chat, four are actual people, and one person actually active, and that's me. I'm going to connect. I'm going to disconnect and reconnect and see if I can jump onto another server and see if everybody's over there. But anyway, While you're doing that, you want me to go on to the next thing? Uh, Actually, sure. Go right ahead because I think the chat room is actually dead right now. So we're, we're just going to keep going. Yay! Well, dealing with Pokemon and, of course, me talking about how Disney, is, Disney allows more penises, we're going to actually talk about some stuff that's banned. Oh, God. Um, Pokemon also being included in this for being a Zionist conspiracy. Um, With all the anime that's come out in Japan over the years, it's just simple statistics that there are some that just go over the top with rude, lewd, violence, gore, sometimes downright offensive behavior and themes. They can be so intense, in fact, that entire anime series get completely banned from any sort of distribution in certain countries, much like video games. While it's relatively common to censor anime that makes it way makes its ways overseas, some of these banned anime were just so utterly offensive, morally twisted, and brutally violent that the government had to put their foot down. Although, to be fair, some of the bannings are actually total misunderstandings. And while a few bans are innocent or even ludicrous seeming, some of the anime featured on this list can be truly shocking and even terrifying. Only go digging. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Only go digging in these anime titles uh, if you aren't afraid of graphic, sexual, or violent images. Unless you live in a country affected by the ban, then you're on your own. Um, So, of course, number one was Pokemon was banned from Saudi Arabia for being a Zionist conspiracy. Even though Pokemon got its fair share of censorship when it came over to the United States, um, the Grand Mufti, high priest of Saudi Arabia, didn't give it a chance. Um, Why? Uh, well, not only did they deem the card game unfit for their country for having Zionist themes and promoting gambling, they also were totally convinced that the word Pokemon meant, I am a Jew, instead of, you know, being shortened compound word for pocket monster. You know, I think I heard that. I do remember hearing about this back in the day when the cards and stuff were being released. Um, but they basically think that the game and stuff was just a global Jewish Jewish conspiracy to corrupt the minds of young Islamic children. So it thus received the ban hammer. How's that How's that tinfoil turban feeling, huh? Uh, oh, dude. Harsh. <laughs> yeah. So the second one is Puni Puni Poemi, which was banned in New Zealand for outrageous gore and lewdness. Which is really funny because this one's actually pretty tame from some other stuff. But New Zealand won't even touch it. Um, from the team behind Excel Saga, an anime series that got their own season finale banned from airing in Japan, comes out with an even more outrageous anime that's meant to be over the top. Like Excel Saga, it was a parody anime. 
and people don't seem to get that. Since it often involved blatant sexuality, often including minors, excessive violence, and extreme cruelty, the Office of Film and Literature Classification, OFLC, in New Zealand gave it the banhammer. Three, Attack on Titan was banned in China for bloodshed. Well, According to the... <laughs> go ahead. I'm just... Uh, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, considering there's anime like Gantz, um, uh when they cry and shit like that and they're banning titan like what what okay china according to the chinese government the popular anime attack on titan contains strong subversive themes about the opposition of authority okay i can see maybe that um oh it's also total blood-filled gore fest now i think that it's actually more on the authority side i don't think it's more so that it was a blood-filled gore fest um, none of this is exactly untrue, but there's a strong vigilante nature of the walled-in city's inhabitants and the excessive bloodshed that comes with fighting the Titans. Thus, com- China has completely banned the entire series. Death Note was banned in China for corrupting children. Because uh, we all know, kids walking around with black books, that's a bad thing. The Chinese Ministry of Culture banned the series Got Death Note in about Shenyang. That. Beijing, Shanghai, and other large cities due to its severely improper content. Um, the reason Chinese students were doing exactly what I said. So Chinese students were altering their notebooks to resemble, resemble that of the titular death note and filling them with names. In continuity, writing someone's name in the notebook kills them. If you've never heard of, seen, or read about death note. While this is obviously an impractical and illogical way to kill someone, the ban was initiated to protect the mental health of students, stating that it distorts their mind and spirit. Um, I, I think if you have, like, logic and a brain in your head, you know that that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works! You sound and, like uh, the old... It's not their fault. They can... It's not the... You know... It's not the fans' fault that some people in authority can't discern fantasy from reality. You sound like uh, the old woman from that commercial. That's not how any of this works. That's the point. That's I exactly know. what I was doing, Adam. I know, I know. Okay, so, um, number five. High school D&D, or DXD, was banned from New Zealand. News, they call it New Zealand. Mm. For objectionable sexual themes? The anime leaves little left up to the imagination since the series mostly involves underage girls with giant titties. Um, the Office of Film and Literature Classification. Because when I was 10, my tits were huge. No, I'm kidding. I was um, a, I, 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 I know, right? I was about I to ask you about that. I was about to question that. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I mean, like, maybe when I was, like, 13 or 14, but, like... Even then, uh, you know, we all grow up. You guys probably had moves about that time, too. I so, still have mine. Probably at, at that time. <laughs> yeah, so we could have, like, a move off or a boob off or something. Have a challenge. Chest bump. All right. While well, objectionable <laughs> is certainly a term that could be applied to anything at the t- any time, the board clarified, stating it felt like high school DXD reinforced the notion that the young persons are sexually desirable and available. Yep, that'll get you banned in New Zealand, all right. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I don't watch this one, but Hitalia Axis Powers was banned in South Korea for offensive Korean stereotypes. 
I think that Hitalia in general is actually just a big show about offensive stereotypes. So I, I, I respect my friends that are into it, and I appreciate political satire and historical satire and all that stuff. It's just not my thing. But it was ridiculous and apparently funny enough to be taken as a complete historical satire. And essentially, it depicts anthropomorphized nations with larger-than-life personalities as they interact with each other in wacky and novel ways. It's also wildly offensive to some South Korean citizens. And I'm sure, like, if there were citizens of Italy or Cyprus or anywhere watching this, they'd probably be offended, too. Once the popularity of the anime began to grow, so did the online petition to ban the series due to its interpretation of South Korea as a result. Hataya was deemed a national crime. Wow, South Korea, you're supposed to be the chill one, is what they joke about. But honestly, like, this show wasn't my cup of tea. I thought One Piece was a national crime. It is. I, I like One Piece. You guys leave me alone. Leave my fandom alone. All right. Um... Okay, so um, I know that I've talked about this particular anime because y'all know that I'm a horror anime fanatic. I love my gourd, blood, and tasteful artistic ways. Um, Just so you know, Chigo, we still love you. I know, I know. Midori Shoujo Tsubaki, um, it's like Green Forest, basically, was completely destroyed due to its intense graphic imagery, but you can find it all over YouTube. Back in 1992... It was made single-handedly by an animator of the name Hiroshi Harada, and after failing to find sponsors, he made this dark, deeply twisted film out of over 5,000 hand-drawn stills. Um, When it was released in Japan, it was instantly banned to all outside countries for its intensely gruesome body horror, adolescent erotic imagery, and more. The film was seized, destroyed, and is still considered to be completely almost lost. In 2006, however, it resurfaced in France as a DVD released by Sign Malta. Um, but you can also find it on YouTube. Um, it's just a very twisted uh, animation about circus folk, about... Um, it's got really uh, shocking imagery. So if those of you who are, like, against animal cruelty in animation... Um, child sexual harassment and i say that with actually the other implication of not just harassment is full-on um and all this other stuff it might not be what you're looking for but if you're a really historical anime fan and you want to check out like how deeply twisted old school anime can be um midori shoju subaki is something you could consider um, and number eight was a kite was banned in norway for graphic sexual violence involving minors a kite, Isn't which was a kite. Kite. Uh, kite. Uh, mm-hmm. It's spelled kite, so I'm yeah. going to call it kite, but it's probably kite. Yeah, because there's um, two versions they released in the U.S. <laughs> so it's it's kite. Um, it's a cult classic, otherwise simply known as kite. It's about an orphan assassin who is ordered to kill men who have committed crimes. The anime itself contains so much gory violence and rape um, that it has a heavy amount of censorship wherever it goes. And unfortunately, it does have a rape scene of a very young female protagonist, which got the original anime of this uh, band in Norway, because it's basically child porn. Um, Though, apparently, a censored version has become available since. Uh, 
For nine, it's Fate, Khalid, Linear, Prism, Elia, Three Ray, which was banned in Russia because it also was kicked to the curb for over-sexualizing minors. Um, since they deemed the entire series uh, child pornography in Russian, anything um, of the hentai genre is already illegal. So, uh, because it will, it's basically because it exploits the interest to sex and often in a perverted form. Um, with the sexual nature of this anime, Russia's hentai laws combined and they got das boot. Um, so, uh, then there's ten. <laughs> Kini Kumen was banned in France for depicting a good Nazi. Um, there's See, a heroic character. But, but that's kind of understandable, though, if you think about it. Yeah, historically, and with the whole thing that just happened with Captain America, and how like they tried, Marvel just tried to make all their Game Stops become Hydra headquarters, and there was backlash and shit. Not that I'm into video games or anything. Wait, that actually happened? Yes. Oh, they had, shit. Uh, I'll wrap up this, but then uh, basically, um, so Marvel recently put out that they wanted to have a bunch of their stores converted into Hydra headquarters um, for the marketing of their upcoming piece um, and the fact that um, Captain America has always been a Nazi um, and all this other stuff, which... Hurts a lot of people's hearts. And I... Creators were Jewish. I I almost, like, felt it in my bones somewhere. Like, that they were going to pull this shit because he's a perfect soldier, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, big, muscly European man. And if that is not, like, an Aryan super soldier, if I've seen one, like, I'm sorry. But that's just, in general, what I'm... Get, I, I called it before it happened. But I didn't believe it. Like, I don't believe at all that Captain America is a Nazi. But I feel like that's what maybe kind of was hinted at when he was first created. But anyway, um, back to the whole, whole idea of a good Nazi. Um, there's nothing particularly offensive about this character, except for the fact that he's a freaking Nazi that runs around in full uniform. So uh, being as depicted as a good Nazi goes completely against France hate speech laws. And the government only allowed for a few episodes of the anime heavily censored to trickle in. Um, not only was the anime extensively banned, only 50 out of 137 episodes have been allowed to air, but the man manga or graphic novel was banned entirely. Um, and again, China comes back to us with number 11. Tokyo Ghoul was banned in China for excessive violence. As an anime that's basically about people eating people, like most zombie films, Tokyo Ghoul was bound to get banned from somewhere. It seems to have made its way onto China's ban list with its excessive violence, gore, and great cups of coffee. No, I'm kidding. And a slew of <laughs> plot undertones that can be taken as oppositional to authority if you notice a pattern here. Those Chinese fans aren't really fans of dissension. Um, while flesh-eating ghouls might not be a problem for people over in China, having a band to an awesome anime might be. Um, I feel like a lot of the ones that are banned in China, it's mostly because it is against, uh, it's a demonstration against authority. Um, and it's really not the blood and gore. Um, because if you have seen Chinese uh, and a lot of Asian horror films, to me, there's a lot more gore and blood in them. So I think it's more so against the um, 
the narrative of fighting against authority, fighting against a tyranny, um, or the government, and not mm-hmm. so much the blood and gore. Um, but that's just a personal uh, uh, observation. Um, I actually really it enjoyed... Actually fits, it fits in with China's MO for a yeah. pop mm-hmm. culture and stuff like that. But I actually loved Tokyo Ghoul, and a lot of it was because how serious they were about their coffee. And it was, I know that's such a loser thing to say, but I friggin' love my coffee, okay? That's what happens. But yeah, so those are the band anime. Um, I I can't really agree with many of them, except for maybe, um, I understand the idea for Hitalia, but at the same time, it's parody. And if you can't understand it's parody, then you need to pull your panties out of your butthole and um, Midori Shoujo Tsubaki was just completely destroyed um, it isn't much worse than a lot of stuff but I can definitely see how it it does alter your mind a little bit after you see it you kind of have to sit there like it is shocking um, and you either come out of it better or worse than when you went in um, but yeah th- that's just my thoughts what do you guys think I'm done. I think that, I think it beat these people who do like, you know, bands like this. They they seem really, most of them just seem silly and overreactive. So, it, you know, it's most of them. It's kind of hard to take seriously. Well, and the downside is the more you ban it, the more people are going to seek it out to exactly. see why. Exactly. <laughs> so, look, look. When we when you start talking about this, I went digging for an article because. I read this several years ago, and I found it. And I, was, and I mentioned earlier about Thailand. The, the, the censorship there, I mean, it's not banned, but when they censor stuff, you know, you're just better off just not showing the series at all. J- just don't, you know. They also harshly punish anyone who criticizes or makes fun of the king. Mm-hmm. Like, there is an episode of Sailor Moon where the girls are wearing bikinis. And the Thai version, it's blurred out. You see them standing there, but the body area where the bikinis are are blurred. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VOGNetwork.com, use the passphrase, Baker. Front and And a lot of it, back. too, has to do with, like, I understand, like, societal implications, mm-hmm. religion policies, um, political stuff, and all those things. Um, you know, uh, I mean, honestly, China bans a lot of internet stuff. They monitor everything and all those things. Um, Korea as a nation, both North and South, is very volatile. Um, and and it, it is very scary to be over there. So when you see people who are outside of it making fun of it and almost poking fun, it can be a little scary because you don't know what it's going to trigger. Um, so you can definitely tell that like they're coming from places of protection, but it almost works to defeat itself. So, meh, you know, if you want to go watch some Pokemon or anything like that, enjoy. Um, I don't think that there's any weird subversive texts uh, or anything like that. Most anime is just there to be enjoyed. Um but yeah, they're all cartoons. It's and just you... an anime. You should really just relax. Just chill. I mean, they even blur out alcohol and stuff. And I get it. It's, it's the whole religion aspect, but it's like, 
Frothy points of water. Times like this, I think we re they really need an M. Bison. Anywho. Also, if you really want to see what Captain America is about, I left a link in the chat about mm -hmm. a, a during the Civil War story arc when he when he tells Spider-Man just how he deals with with sticking up for what's right, depending on like, despite you know what the rest of the country is thinking. Right, right, yeah. It's one of his best scenes. Like, well, I mean, and you also, if you go back, I'm sorry if we're going off on a tangent, but, like, if you go back to the first comics, like, him being a Nazi just doesn't make sense. <sighs> he punches out Hitler in his, in his the first cover that features him. Exactly! Like, what? It, okay, anyway, we're not, we're not going off on a Marvel tangent, I promise, but, like, yeah. So, Rima, what's up next? Well, what's going to happen now, I am going to go ahead and open the Skype line. And it is... Open the okay. floodgates! Floodgates? It's more like the trickle of water that comes flowing through. The Skype gods are angry! Yeah, so angry! They demand sacrifice! If it ain't the Skype god, it's the Winamp goddesses. Either or, we can't win here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> goddesses so much as like uh valkyries you think so uh yeah well because they can be a little vengeful if they want to be I, I suppose so so anywho the skype line is open tonight um if you have any questions about tonight's show uh feel free to skype us at anime jam session all calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraints and while that's up and running we are going to go ahead and get into the the very popular part of this show. Strange news from Japan. And Mako-chan, who, who's, who's pretty much almost done getting ready for Zenkai-Con this weekend, she said that she wishes she could be part of tonight's show because of the articles that she left for us. They are interesting, to say the least. Interesting is not a word I would use, but... <laughs> I want to take the second one. Okay, then who's taking the first one? It, it, it's the, Ari, it's the lesser of two evils, if you think about <laughs> it. it. It it really is. It, it's... And, it, okay, I haven't seen these win. yet, so... The first one is pretty tame. A man was arrested for living above a public toilet in Oida for three... <laughs> On April 12th, an electrician contracted by the municipal governor of Usuki to service their public restrooms was startled when he saw a human-shaped shadow while installing a light. The contractor contacted the city, when he, which then sent some officials and police to the lavatory located in Usuki Park. They opened a 50-square-centimeter service hatch, which allowed access to the wiring as well as a triangular attic above. Upon entering, they found that the entire 92 square meter crawl space was surprisingly well furnished with a space heater, gas stove, magazine, and various clothes. Okay, so this is not as bad as it, the headline made it out to be. Although, although the attic was only large enough to stand up in the center, everything was surprisingly clean and well organized. And right there in the middle of it all was a public restroom's resident, an unidentified upper middle-aged man standing in front of them. After taking him into custody, they discovered the man to be 54-year-old Takashi Yamanouchi of Gifu Prefecture. Yamanouchi told, 
Pius said he left his home prefecture ten years ago and drifted from place to place until making his way to uh, until making his way to Oita. So he was homeless and unemployed. Lovely. See, but here's the thing: the unemployed part shouldn't be a shock to any of us here on the show. Not at this point. No. So he discovered. Hi, welcome, welcome to the land of. You want to you want to have a good job after school? Well, you got to get a college degree. You want to get a college degree where you're going to be in debt and you're going to have to get an entry level job that you're over uh, qualified for. Good job. Good job. He discovered the restroom attic when he saw another person go into it and end up living there with the person for a time. Oh, great. The other resident had since left, but Yamanouchi had been continuing living there for the past three years. Perhaps the most baffling about this incident is all of Yamanouchi's furnishings. His attic was also full of 300 plastic bottles. Of a two liter and five hundred milliliter variety, all of which were neatly organized and full of his ear. Oh my god! There it is. <laughs> there's he. There's he turned south. But but it's a public bathroom though. But, but it's a public bathroom though. Why? <laughs> I can't right now. I. Absolutely. Neither can I. I can't. <laughs> so many more questions. I can't. I, but, but it's a bathroom, <laughs> I think Mako-chan can take pride in knowing that she broke all three of us with this one story. Oh, fuck. Ichigo, please take the next one. Topic. <laughs> well, this isn't any better, Ari. 600 items of stolen woman's underwear was found in a suspect's home. If you came here for the stories, here's your damn stories. Before, before you continue, Raging has something to say to you, Ichigo. He says, we all know that your mind is more warped than space-time near the event horizon on a black hole. Oh, why, thank you, Raginator. I didn't know if you'd notice. Those are not insults, Rage. Those are compliments. Police in Mitaka, Tokyo, said they found 600 items of stolen women's underwear in the apartment of an unemployed, again, 39-year-old man who was arrested while trying to steal lingerie from the balcony of a women's residence last month. Papasai? Is that you? What a ha, what a ha, what a ha, what a ha! According to the police, the suspect, Nobuo Amakawa, a resident of Chofu City, has admitted to the theft and has said he's stolen about 600 items of women's underwear on at least 100 occasions over the past three years. So now, six per trip? That's what I'm thinking. You just hit the same three porches or decks and, and you're good. Um Police quoted Amakawa as saying he first stole women's underwear that was being hung outside to dry on an apartment balcony in Mataka back in July 2014. And he stated he could not suppress his desire to steal women's underwear. Okay. Adding he was nabbed for stealing underwear from another woman's balcony in Mataka in March. Since the summer of July 2014, approximately 600 similar incidents of theft have been reported to both Mitaka and Chofu. Um, I guess maybe he sells them to vending machines? 
not quite so strange. I'm my brain does not work right now. Yeah, neither does mine. Uh, um. Have fun with the last one, Ronma. <laughs> God. It's your waifu. Don't be afraid of your waifu. That does that look like Nozomi Tojo or Minako Aino? Okay. <laughs> Don't you dare. Okay. Sniff the pantyhose of your VR girlfriend at a gaming event in Tokyo next month. Oh, what the fuck? Fuck this planet. <laughs> Good job, Makushan. <laughs> I think we need to get her really liquored up this weekend. That should sound like like uh, uh, the the anime, the, the <laughs> Dragon Maid anime. Yeah, Miss Kobayashi. She's yeah. gonna be so cute. Yeah. Adult VR game VR Kenojo is ready to show off a new feature that allows gamers to smell the character stockings. Why? I I I I, I can't. That otaku culture, y'all. It was only last year when the world of gaming was forever changed with the introduction of virtual reality games. It started with the PlayStation VR's tutor or schoolgirl game, Summer Lesson, and it immediately enticed gamers into the VR world. But just as people started pining ways to peep up the skirt of the schoolgirl character, uh, of course, VR Kenojo came in and stole the show by blatantly offering games a choice of to experience virtual sex. Okay, I think we've all seen that one video article floating around where the guy's in the suit with the glasses and it's like virtual. <sighs> the VR Kenojo or VR girlfriend game. Developed by Japanese company Illusion goes far beyond what Summer Lesson offers in terms of physical interaction with scenes that include nudity, vibrators, foreplay, and sex. Said to be based on Illusion's 2010 real Kenojo game, the explicit nature of the new title created a stir when it was released and now they're attempting to take the virtual reality experience one step further by adding smell. By combining the gameplay of VR Kenojo with Vasco's VR, a device that magnetically attaches to any type of VR headset and pumps out scents near the gamer's nostrils, illusions are offering gamers the chance to smell the main character's panty. Pantyhose while playing the game. Now, I remember years ago there was a like a virtual like an attachment for set for smell. Like you could like if you were playing a racing game, it would protrude like the smell of burning rubber and shit like that. But it never really caught traction. Um, but um, yeah. Don't know what type of scent that equates to. Curious gamers wanting to try this experience will be able to do so at the Unite 2017 Tokyo event being held in Japan's capital May 8th and 9th. 
The so, smell you're looking for, Ranma, is sweaty feet. Oh, that, ew. That, that's the smell. And if they're looking for people who want to smell that, it, uh, uh, uh. Was this project kickstarted by Quentin Tarantino? What um, the fuck? Ichigo, I... I'm not even gonna ask how you know that. I'm just—I know you're female. I'm, I'm, I'm a just, girl and I wear tights. I'm, and that's what tights smell like when you take them off. You smell your socks when you take them off your feet. That's no, exactly what tights smell. I don't know like. what and the nylon, hell. Hold isn't up. that breathable? I do anyway. not smell my socks. You don't to no. make sure that your socks are clean before you put like socks on your feet. Do you just wear dirty clothes? Is that is that how this works? I no, we fold them up at after they get dry, washed and dried and left in the sock drawer until they're actually brought out to be used. Exactly. And when they're used into the hamper, they go. That's exactly it. Oh, I like the smell of clean laundry, so... Yay. Clean laundry is just fine. Yes. Yay. But I think that's what they're going for, is they're going for the idea that either, like... You're going to have a girlfriend oh, with, like, a perfume scent slash mixed with body sweat, or you're just going to get straight-up foot sweat smell. This adapter... I like fabric softener. That, that's my, my scent of choice. This adapter, which is different from the Oculus Nozeless Rift, which gives fart-producing smells, this thing, the Vasco VR, can produce a variety of aromas... With cartridges containing the scent of fried chicken, the dusty cloud of a battlefield, and the fragrance of a woman who just stepped out of a bath. If you want to really experience the scent of a girl's stockings, tickets to the Unite 2017 Tokyo event can be purchased from the official site with a two-day expo ticket, which will run you 3,000 yen, which is a little bit under 28 bucks. VR Kenojo is compatible with the Oculus Rift CV1 or the HTC Vive. And it's available from the Illusion Download website for 4,980 yen. Um. Um. As Rager says, uh, was it, would this be a Wifu? Look. Everybody has their vices. Everybody has their turn-ons. Everybody has their kinks. That's all I can say about that. And as for this, if it was me, I would just man up and and ask to smell my significant other's pantyhose. I, I'm just saying. That way I don't have to spend $50 doing it. Well, I mean, and honestly, too, they're like, if you want to smell a girl's pantyhose, it's like, but it's not even really a girl, though. They're just spraying some chemicalized scent onto a pair of pantyhose. And you got to pay $50. It's very clear that these people are desperate and don't have girlfriends. If you are looking for a club of thirsty folks, you've found it. Can we move on, please? Um, uh, um, Fluffy puppies, anime conventions, uh, 
Cosplay. Uh... Your favorite ship. <laughs> that will make things worse, okay? It will? Are you brought it back? Ugh. You know what? I, 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 I think we should take our break and kind of try to recover from this. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. We'll be back.
I think we can try to end this episode on a good note. At least we can tr- at least try. Okay, yes, please. All right, before we continue, I meant to say this at the top of the program, but I'm going to say this now. As we're wrapping up, the final episode of Cosplay Melee was aired, which is the season finale. One of my good friends, Jesse Pridemore, was on it tonight. I'm going to go watch it. I am rooting for her. Go, Jesse. Do you. Hashtag Team Pridemore. All right. Now that I got that out of the way, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if we're telling what we like and don't like, it's kind of sort of the truth. So if you want to listen to us and hear what we really think about things, that's how we throw it out. If you have any questions about the show, any flames, planes, trains, automobiles, good stuff, bad stuff, drop us a line at podcast at Anime Jam Session. Again, that is podcast at Anime Jam Session. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post all of our cosplay tutorials, convention reviews, links to our cosplay convention videos and photos and all that good stuff. Um, I believe we'll have another anime review going up next week. Um, If you go on the site now, you'll see my massive anime Matsuri review, so definitely read into it and check that out. And we also post our podcast every Friday up there, too. It may be coming up there a little bit earlier. We'll see. I think it's going to work that way. But there are other places for you to check out our website for our podcast. I mean, to check out our podcast. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the VOG Network forums. You can always find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, where we post all of our convention cosplay industry videos that we record at cons. So definitely check those out. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. That way you know when we're going live every week, uh, what cons we're going to. Um, articles from our website, articles we find on other sites that we're tweeting to pay forward. So definitely check those out. And our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I just want to say to everybody on our social media pages that like and support us, thank you so much for, for, all, for all your love and support. As long as you continue to like our page, love our articles, and support us, we'll bring you more content. That's what we're all about. And like I said, we're here on the VOG Network twice a week. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. with Encore Presentations Thursdays at 2. But we're not the only uh, podcast on, there, on our website, on this, on this site. There are other geek-centric podcasts you should definitely check out. There is the Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wild, Ranger Pride, and Game Boy. These are other awesome podcasts on the network you should definitely check out. Now we're going to go around the world and do last words. Um... Last words, Ari. Oh, God, I am going to need this weekend so badly. That sounds like a lot of us. Last words, Ichigo. I'm super excited to be at SenkaiCon this weekend. Hope to see you there. My last words is I am probably going to make myself a light snack. 
watched the last, watched the final episode, season finale of Cosplay Melee, root, my, root for my friend, and move the clothes off my bed so I can hang them up and I can try to sleep and see what I'm going to pack for tomorrow, because, yeah. I also got to post um, my list of cosplays I'm doing, so, yeah. That is it. End of list. We will be back next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam Session. And we'll be here with the whole squad. Me, Ari, Mako, Ichigo, and Wild Spice, and possibly DJ AJ. All six of us. Is it? Six, seven of us on Skype talking about the con. Get ready, because it, for some of, for some people, Katsukon is their con. Zenkai is my Katsu. This is my con. I look forward to it every year. So that's it. End of list. We are getting the hell up on out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Ichigo. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Perfect. That's it. We're out of here. been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!